WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com. .com to start winning. What's going on Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Derek Larger, Cody Felger here with me as always. And we figured we might as well just do a quick little preview of the Colts final regular season game against the Jags. Not really a whole lot to kind of talk about in this game because really, I mean, we kind of anticipate what to expect coming into this, but we figured we'd talk a little bit of it. We just probably just mentioned how historically bad the Jags have been over the last two months and what the Colts just need to do to be able to finish it out. I mean, we'll start it off here, Cody. I mean, you said you haven't been on Twitter recently, have you? I have not. No, it's been an absolute me- crazy week for me. So, no, I really haven't been on at all. And okay. from what you've told me, it's probably a good thing. I was kind of waiting for Twitter to just – Colts Twitter specifically to kind of calm down, not overthink <laughs> that game last week because yeah. I, like, caught parts of it because I it's just been a busy time in my life. So, uh, But I got the gist of it, and I just was like, you know what? <laughs> It's not worth the fight this week. So, yeah, I've kind of been off of it a little bit, um, but probably will get on it, I don't know, at some point here soon. But, yeah, man, it it uh, this is a big game for the Colts. You know, like I know we'll talk about how bad the Jaguars have been this year. They've only won two games so far. But, you know, also the Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. And I think that is something we need to talk about because, you know, as bad as the Jaguars have been, the Colts have been worse in terms of beating Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Yeah. It doesn't matter how bad Jacksonville's been. I mean, last year they won one game and that was against the Colts, right? In Jacksonville week one. So I don't know. Like, it's just a very interesting game because obviously Colts win, they're in. But if they don't win, oh boy, it's going to be a very interesting offseason of talking about a lot of things from the quarterback to the head coach to all the coordinators, to every, and every, anything and everything in between. So I'm just hoping the Colts take care of business because, I mean, I've said it before, man, if the Colts get to the playoffs, they can beat everybody. They can beat anybody. They can also lose to anybody. But I believe that they can beat anybody if whoever they face. You know, if they have to travel, they'll probably have to travel for most games. I think they can go on the road and beat anybody. So I think it's a very dangerous team when everybody's healthy and everybody's locked in and everybody has a full week of practice and is not being activated the day of the game, right? So yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a good game. Um, hopefully the Colts just do what they're supposed to do and they beat Jacksonville by a ton. They blow them out. But we know, man, with these AFC South matchups, sometimes in certain games, specifically the Jaguars, they've actually played the Colts decently tough a couple times. I think it's just fair to say that if if the Colts lose this game, I'll, I'll openly say it, if the Colts lose this game, I will be very upset. I would hope I, I honestly would hope they don't make the playoffs. I kind of hope they don't. If you could if, if your season is hanging on the balance and you're going up against the absolute worst team in the NFL right now 
and yet you can't pull that game out simply just because it's in Jacksonville. I swear Colts fans are going to go on an outrage and I'll go along with it. I'll be, I'll be pissed. I'll be needing something. Something will need to change, but either way, I'm still sitting here and I'm saying that I was telling Cody right ahead that I just, I can't fathom in in my mind in any way that the Colts lose this game unless they beat themselves. That's the only way we lose this game is if we destroy ourselves. And I just certainly hope they don't do that. But the reason I asked you why, if you weren't on Twitter recently, if you haven't been seeing what the Colts Twitter has been doing, have you been seeing what's been happening with Jacksonville Twitter recently? Um, I I saw something earlier today about, People wearing clown mat, clown something. I don't know yeah, entirely people what the were details be are on clown that. stuff to the game, and the uh, and UCF Jaguars done this too. They're changing their profile pictures to the clown, but has the handlebar mustache that their owner has. <laughs> like literally, that's what every Jacksonville fan is doing right now because they are so pissed with how their team is playing and what how this was handled. Because, you know, these Jacksonville fans, they were saying, oh, my, you know, Urban Meyer coming in. We're going to be elite now. And then, sure enough, now they're acting like as if they saw this coming. It's hilarious because I hope UCF Jaguar sees this because I remember right in the offseason when he was talking about how good of a hire that was. And I told him, I kept telling Jaguars fans, that's not going to work for you. I promise you Urban Meyer is not going to work out. And sure enough, I was right yet again. Maybe you all should have listened to me when it came to uh, the Ohio State hires on that one. But yeah, <laughs> but either I just got to uh, say, man, um, before sorry to interrupt you, but before we, you know, if we lose this game, I'm going to get out the, the brown paper bag. I really will. I will get out. I will go to the store. I will buy a brown paper bag and I will wear it on the next episode. If we I will lose too. Game. I will too. I'll, I'll like, as a matter of fact, tomorrow, tomorrow morning uh, or tomorrow night. I might just go to the store and get one ready. I might just. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm anticipate going to win this game. Using it, I don't anticipate using it though. Typically, this team has responded well to adversity, so we'll see. But if they lose, and not oh, to mention, like, and you were talking about it earlier about going to the playoffs and being on the road. You know, I mean, ironically enough, this team has actually been a much better team on the road this year than being at home, which is weird because you know normally you're supposed to defend home turf, but. Ironically enough, the Colts have done much, much better on the road this year. Not sure what that is, but yeah, uh, I mean, but is yeah, it fair to say well. like the Colts aren't like a, the typical dome team. Like I, when I think of the Colts this year, I don't think of a dome team. Like typically, you think of like oh, the Peyton Manning, the Andrew Luck type of teams, where it was a air first team, right? And they couldn't really do anything when it came to the playoffs. That's why they often lost because they couldn't run the ball and they couldn't play good defense. But typically, it seems like when the weather is bad, the Colts step it up. They're like a very, very good uh, bad weather team, you know, outdoor team, which is where you're going to have to go. You know, whether it's Baltimore, whether it's Cincinnati, you know, whether it, wherever it is, there's so many different like Buffalo, right? Or New England, all these places are outdoors. And I think that if the Colts can get to the playoffs, take care of business this week, I mean, that's why I believe they can beat anybody because they seem to play better in the elements. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. 
the excitement of when Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Or subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let's kind of get into some of the stuff here. We talked about, you and I were talking about the inactives right before this happened. And, uh, you know, right now, only player that's currently confirmed out is Xavier Rhodes. Uh, Not too much of a loss on our part right at this moment because we still believe in Rocky Asin and Isaiah Rogers and Kenny Moore to pick up the slack. So that's fine there. And then DeForest Buckner is questionable to play. Didn't practice all week with that knee injury. You know, this is, I think this is actually the first time in since coming to Indianapolis that he hadn't practiced all week at all. So um, it'll be definitely interesting to, see what the development is on that. But, you know, from what you were telling me, it sounded like somebody said he was going to be, he was anticipating that he was playing. He just uh, was keeping himself fresh off that. And, you know, we were talking about the Jacksonville inactives, not a ton of them, at least from a injury standpoint. Who did you say was on the COVID list and potentially won't play? Yeah, we'll see again. Like they could activate them tomorrow. They could activate them Sunday before the game. But, According to what I'm looking from, I have like the Sports Illustrated preview that kind of showed me all that stuff. Um, right now, they have a couple notable guys on that list. Uh, Chase on is one, Brandon Linder, another one, Cam Robinson, and Andrew Wingard. So, I mean, and also their punter um, as well, J.K. Scott, is also on that list. So, I mean, there's some notable guys there that are on that list for the Jaguars. Again, We'll see. They might be activated. It may not be anything. But as it stands right now on a Friday, as we're recording this, those are the guys that are currently on the active or on the COVID list for the Jaguar. I talked about the only guy that's ruled out right now, tight end James O'Shaughnessy with the hip. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's a couple of guys on their offensive line there. That could be tough for them. But, you know, and especially for, you know, as even with them, it's been atrocious how bad this offense has been for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I was telling you before that this team, this team, this season has yet to score more than 21 points in a game. They have not scored more than 21 at all. There's been three different occasions where they've scored 21 points. Other than that, they have not scored above that at all at any other point in the season. And it goes to show you, again, just how bad their offense has been really I mean, I think Lawrence's best game over the last two months has really been either against the Jets on the Sunday after Christmas, even though he didn't throw a single touchdown in that game, or against Atlanta, but he, again, threw the ball 40-plus times and only had 228 yards. So, I mean, this this team is not able to run the football effectively right now. And like I said, over the last two months – 
I mean, Lawrence has thrown the ball at least 25 times in every game this season and and multiple times has thrown the ball 40-plus times. You know, to put a rookie quarterback in that situation to throw that many times is just not a recipe for success. I mean, he threw the ball 40 times against Tennessee, threw four interceptions, threw 42 times against Atlanta, had one interception in that. And New England threw the ball 27 times. He had one touchdown, but had three interceptions. So, you know, right now this passing offense and the offense in general, it's really, really struggling. And, you know, this defense that, you know, the Colts have been over the last two months has really started to find its groove a little bit, especially in the secondary now. You know, I mean, I look for them to, you know, add to that takeaway total. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, as a Colts fan and as a Colts defense, you should be uh, licking your chops at this opportunity, right? Because talk about Trevor Lawrence, what was the stats? You had the stats for him oh, since that Buffalo game. Their, I think it was their last win, that Buffalo game where they won you know, that kind of stinker of a 9-6 to six win over the Bills. What has been Trevor Lawrence's stats since then? Because I think it's something absolutely wild from a touchdown you interception. Know, the completion race. percentage has not been bad for him. You know, the completion percentage has been around 60% area, which is not bad for him. But basically over the last two, maybe two and a half months, has thrown two touchdowns to eight interceptions mm. in the span yeah. of a two-month period. I mean, it... it I mean, that's that's remarkably bad. I mean, I know Carson Wentz has not been doing great with stats over the last two months, but, I mean, even then, I mean, w- I mean, Lawrence has thrown more interceptions in since the month of December than Carson Wentz has thrown all season. So, you know, it's kind wow. of one of those things where, you know, you can say what you want about the touchdown numbers for Wentz, but, I mean, the interception numbers also don't lie. Uh, yeah, you know, yep, exactly. Take care of the um, football a little better. Right. And the Jaguars will be without James Robinson as well. So he really will have no running game whatsoever. It's funny. I was, I'm just, I pulled up the stats here for the last game. Trevor Lawrence was 16 to 35, 162 yards, zero touchdowns, zero picks, quarterback rating of 59.5. So he didn't even throw a touchdown against the Colts. And then their first matchup in yeah. that game in Lucas Oil Stadiums. And he's without, I think Agnew's also on IR. So he's without, there are two leading rushers from that game in Agnew and James Robinson. And yeah, you mentioned some of the offensive linemen that are going to be potentially out because of the COVID list. We'll see if they're back. But yeah, it's a recipe for disaster, especially with how well the Colts have been able to take the ball away. And it seems like, Derek, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the Colts' pass rush has started to come alive a little bit more than it had earlier on in the season. Yeah, I think it's gotten a little more consistent. Uh, the numbers are still not entirely great. Right. But yeah, you're right. It's consistently gotten a little better over the span, you know, because Quiddy Pay has been doing a great job of getting pressure consistently now. DeForest Buckner seems to be getting a few more opportunities in the backfield now, too, which is great. You know, him finally being healthy and even being against double teams, he's still making plays out there, which is great. You just hope he can play, hopefully not too much to the point where it gets himself hurt more. Now, all that being said about their their offense, okay, we've said how really, really bad it's been. This also leads to the idea that, again, this team right now offensively has nothing to lose. So it will be taking shots. It will be getting creative. When you don't have your best running backs, 
And when your offensive line is struggling and your rookie quarterback is trying to find some way to get some kind of momentum going into the next season, this team, I guarantee you, is going to pull every play in their playbook trying to find ways to open this Colts defense up. So even though we think the Colts defense matches up with them great in every way, you as a defense and Eberflus as a coordinator need to make sure that this defense is mentally prepared for this game. Yeah, because you weren't a week ago against Derek Carr and company. So you need to have a nice bounce back game here. You're right. And nothing would make Jacksonville happier than to play spoiler and to ruin the Colts playoff hopes here. So, I mean, they're going to come out firing, man. I fully expect them to come out and play their hearts out here, knowing that a lot of them probably won't even be on this team next year, right? This team's going to probably have to blow some things up. We'll see what they do with their GM and stuff, but new head coach, obviously some new uh, coordinators, stuff like that. So yeah, it's like, I hate playing these teams like this because like, obviously you know, they're bad, but also, you know, this is their last game. So they might play better than maybe their record indicates at certain points. They might play their hearts out. So you can't take them lightly. I'll just say that as bad as they've been, you just can't take their offense lightly because if you do that, the Colts have done this this, uh, this year, you know, where they've maybe taken a team lightly and actually the team has done decent against them. So yep. they cannot afford to do that in this game. I think they know that, but, yeah, they got to they got to just get, take care of business, man. They got to prove that they are going to they got to do basically what they did against Houston twice, right? Yeah. Beat a bad team. Yeah. Beat a bad Darius, team I think Darius is going to keep them mentally locked in this time. You know, we saw on Hard Knocks, he was talking to the team before the Raiders game saying that the practices they had were not were not up to his standards, up to their standards, and obviously we saw how it impacted the game. And I think this time around, I mean, there. I think things are definitely going to be different. And especially because, you know, Darius and amongst other company know what happened the last time we played Jacksonville in Jacksonville and how they got utterly humiliated the first week of the season. Uh, so I think – I definitely think things are going to change. I definitely think they have a smart uh, way of approaching it. Uh, we can go to the offense now. Um, over, under – on 150 yards for Jonathan Taylor in this game. Um, how do you have the numbers on where the Jaguars are in terms of stopping the run? Because I actually don't have it pulled up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, I will take a look at it. Um... But uh, I will definitely tell you, I know uh, when it comes to the amount of rushing yards, 
that Jonathan Taylor needs for 2,000 rushing yards on a year. It is, I think it was 266 is what he needs. Okay. okay. Yeah, so. Gotcha. I mean, I think I think 150 yards plus is fair. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, like Jonathan Taylor's just that good. You know, how many yards did he have against the Jaguars last 253. year? Last year, 253. What was it? And uh, Jacksonville, to answer your question, is the 25th rushing defense, giving up an average of 127 yards per game when it yeah. comes to rushing the football. Okay, that's good to know. I'm going to hammer the over on that. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll hammer the over completely. I mean, unless unless they just unless the Colts somehow like score like getting up like three four touchdowns early without the help of Jonathan Taylor, then they, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. And especially since you know Fisher's going to be back, so your entire offensive line, and especially because I think your offensive line, you know, a lot of them recovering from COVID. You know, they kind of were a little sluggish, I, I think, going into the game. I think they're going to be back to being more fully healthy this time. I think they're they're going to be ready to push some people around. I mean, even against this Jacksonville front, which we know definitely can provide its uh, issues, you know, I can still think they're going to run the ball very effectively. But I think the ultimate question, and it's what everyone wants to know, is what do you expect from Carson Wentz, right? Because Carson Wentz, really bad game last week. And, of course, like, you know, for I mean, we we were talking about it. I tweeted it out, I think, a couple of days ago, saying regardless of your opinion on Carson Wentz, he is going to be the quarterback for the Colts in 2022, regardless of what you think and what you feel. Uh, that's just going to be that's just ultimately true. And you know, I don't know why anyone would think differently. Uh, you know, but he's going to have to obviously play better, and he needs some momentum. Do you think that the Colts? have a game plan where they start opening up the playbook a little more to try to get Carson a little more creative in this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think they certainly do need to get his confidence up, you know, for this game, uh, you know, and need to get his confidence up for the playoffs if you do make them. Right. So yeah, I think you need, you got to get him back into a rhythm because, you know, he's had some really good moments this year. He's had some really low moments this year and, you know, Last year, what happened when he had those low moments, it just kept spiraling and spiraling and spiraling, you know, and it just it just impacted him mentally, you know, and you can't have that from your starting quarterback going into the playoffs. So, yeah, I think you do need, do need to get his confidence up. You know, I think they, the Colts will obviously be run first, especially in this game. They've been run first all year, but I do think if you have Carson, have another efficient game. Um, and, you know, if they do, because Jacksonville did actually in that second half, start slowing down this Colts team a little bit in terms of running the ball last in the last game they played. So, yeah, I do certainly think that Carson Wentz is going to have a nice bounce-back game. I think he's going to have to um, because you're going to have to have that for your quarterback, like I said. Going into the postseason, you can't have him having those games like he did last week against the Raiders because you're not going to go very far if that's the case. So just from Carson, just to help Carson out mentally, I think, you need to have him have a good game in this matchup. Well, and in order to get him to have a good game, I think it needs to also rely on the offensive line. Um, and I'll go back to saying this. Confidence is obviously key when it comes to Carson Wentz. I think ultimately what he needs to do is learn to relax. I think he needs to learn to relax a little bit. I think the difference between the Cardinals game and the Raiders game 
he was facing a ton of pressure in both of those games, right? The only difference was how he handled that pressure was a little different from week to week. Arizona, when he was getting pressured, he was making good plays. He was making good throws, great runs. He was making good reads. He was doing the normal Carson Wentz things that we were used to seeing this year. And then against the Raiders, it felt like when he was getting that same pressure, it felt like he was folding a little bit, like he was anticipating getting hit rather than making the play as it goes along, like what he did against Arizona. So I think he needs to have a reset. I think he needs to be reassured by his offensive line that they're not going to let him face that kind of pressure again. And if he does, I think he needs to learn again to don't panic. You have to just go with what you normally do. And if he plays that way, then I have much more confidence in his ability I'm sure he's seen it a million times, just like everyone else has, the overthrow to T.Y., the overthrow here, the overthrow here, the overthrow there. I'm sure he's seen it just as many times as Colts fans have. I'm sure Reich, that was the first thing that they probably talked about in film. I think he just needs to be reminded that, you know, what's in the past is in the past. It's time to just go to a new week, and it's time to make those throws because we know you can. You just need to go make them, man, and you just need to clear your mind on that. Yeah, and I think that was the closest to calling out a player that I've seen Frank Reich do since he's been here yeah. when basically what he said about – he didn't name Carson Wentz, but you you could tell he was talking about Carson Wentz. Yeah. You know, he needs to make those plays. I mean, it, it, when you trade a first-round pick, I don't care if it's an early, mid, or late-round pick. When you trade a first-round pick, you expect your player to play well, especially at the quarterback position. So – yeah, it's just been super weird for Carson this year because he's had moments, like you mentioned, where he's looked really good under pressure. You know, you talk about that Cardinal game. You talk about a couple other games where maybe they didn't necessarily – it wasn't like the last play, but he made some good plays down the stretch, right? But then you look at the games like Tennessee. You look at the game like, you know, the one that just played against the Raiders, and you're just like, come on, Carson. Like, respond the way you responded before. And and I don't know what it is with him with that mental – I don't know what it is sometimes with, with Carson, but he has those games where he's, when he's on, he's on, and when he's off, he's really off. So, yeah. yeah, I think the good thing about Carson is that he he's a he's a really good quarterback in terms of moving on to the next week, moving on to the next play for the most part. So yes. I do think he's going to move on from this game. I mean, yeah, I, I can only imagine how much Carson Wentz heard that, like you said, this week from Reich and from – you know, Marcus Brady and everybody in that room about that, you know, those, those missed throws. And Carson knows as well as anybody, like if you're not making those throws, you're not going to be the starting quarterback. That's why I got benched last year. So mm-hmm. um, he's gotten benched before. So he knows, man. So yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, the offensive line needs to protect him. Josh Allen cannot have the game he had last time against Eric Fisher. Mm-hmm. Eric Fisher needs to step it up in that way and give Carson some time, man. And just, not make him go and win you the game, basically. That that's the formula, I think, for the Colts' success. If you can get Jonathan Taylor going, you know, then you're good. But yeah, if you can just keep Carson under control, you know, because yeah. in that, you know, in that Arizona game, let's be fair, he did have some struggles, right? In that third quarter. And you were just like, Carson, what are you doing? But he bounced back in that game. So, you know, if and when he has struggles like that again, can he bounce back? you know, in a similar fashion. He didn't do it against the Raiders. Lots of factors in that game, but can he do it here? You know, if, if it comes down to that and they slow down JT, 
and that it falls on Carson Wentz and the Colts' playoff hopes, can he do it? We'll see. Yeah, and, you know, he has bounced back really well against bad games this year. And ironically enough, uh, if he doesn't throw an interception in the game to, on Sunday, I think they said he'd be the first quarterback in, like, NFL history to uh, throw, like, 10-plus touchdowns and no uh, interceptions on the road uh, wow. with a certain percentage. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's it's, again, remarkable. He's thrown, like, no interceptions on the road. I mean, he does such a phenomenal job of taking care of the football, especially on the road. You know, you're right. It just needs to come down to, you know, just preparing like you normally do. Obviously, last week we know he wasn't in the building the whole week, was sluggish. You know, we'll see how he does with a full week of everything else. And, uh, you know, how much of a special teams do you think that this needs to play into it? We obviously know the last time the Colts played against Jacksonville, that touchdown from the punt block that resulted in the touchdown there, you think Jacksonville's going to sure up that uh, punt line a little bit this time around? Well, we'll see, man, because their punter's on the COVID list right now. So if they have to go get a replacement punter, that could be a little bit of a disaster for Jacksonville. And, you know, we saw how COVID has impacted the Colts last week with certain players, you know. So I wonder, yeah, is that something that might happen again in this game? Honestly, I do wonder that. So but the good thing is the Colts did get back Luke Rhodes, I think, this week, right, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So their long snapper's back. Their whole special teams unit is intact. Michael Badgley is still your kicker. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I think special teams, it's one you games, and I think it might contribute to this game again. Honestly, I do. Yep, I mean, it's certainly one of those. All right, well, I don't know if I have much more when it comes to this. Do you have any yep. other final details you want to give Colts fans before this final game of the season? So, this is what, you know, this is what I was kind of thinking. This year, I think, hopefully – is, is going to be the year where the Colts kind of break some of these hexes that they've had over them, right? They they beat the Patriots for the first time since 2009, right? They, were, oh, they should have beat Tom Brady, but they didn't. Right. Now, can they win in Jacksonville? If they can do that, I mean, I think just mentally as a franchise, that moves you forward so well. So if they can take care of business against the Jaguars on Sunday, that's going to go a long way for their confidence thinking, no, we can win anywhere, you know, so against anybody. So yeah, that's kind of my final thought, but I know we got to get score predictions in as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I'll go first. Um, I think this game ends up being 31-13. to I think that's going to be Are you serious? Point. Yeah, That's 31. exactly the score I was thinking. <laughs> All right. Well, there, there you, you go. go. We're both picking 31-13. I was just like, I was like 31-13. Then you said it, and I was like, I was like, okay, like, 31. You crap, said, are you serious? <laughs> Your okay. face is really priceless. There. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds of that? Huh? What are the odds of that one? I was about to say like 34 or 37, but then I changed my mind. So That's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah, obviously, I'm going with the same score. So All right. I think uh, – yeah, maybe I think and honestly, Derek, I think that touchdown might come in garbage time too. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I think that we probably get they'd probably get a late score to be honest. I think the defense will do everything in its power to try and shut this offense out. I, I really do think they're gonna they're gonna have to try to have the same mindset that they did against Houston. So if yep, they have that absolutely. mindset, then they're totally shutting this this team out a hundred percent. Oh, oh yeah, a hundred percent. Um. 
It's funny, man. Second year in a row, the Colts have to beat the Jaguars to make the playoffs. Like yes, the, I mean, the bad Jaguars, too, you know? And we saw what happened the last time. It was a close game, but it was a Jonathan Taylor show. We'll see if uh we'll see if it's the Carson Wentz show this time. We'll see if JT does it again. We'll, we'll see. see. If JT does it again. Would, Who knows? I would love nothing less than for him to get uh over two thousand yards against the Jaguars, against the AFC yeah. South division rival, you know, against apparently and this is a, a dig at, at uh, UCF Jaguar, apparently the best quarterback prospect since Peyton Manning, according to him. So uh, we'll see. I feel, but, bad for, I feel bad for Lawrence. I really do. Because, yeah. like, you know, he's been put in such a bad situation. I know Joe Burrow was put into a bad situation, too, at times. But, you know, at least he had wide receivers. You know, at least he had a stable head coach. You know, at least he had some kind of help you know, along the way a little bit, but like Lawrence has nothing. He has no. no offensive line. His guys are always hurt and his defense is trash. His coach obviously was an idiot. And, you know, like, and his, and his, the management staff ain't no good either. Like, you know, I feel so bad for Lawrence. He could be the greatest prospect we've seen since Peyton Manning, but yet we, but yet, I mean, you know, we just can't ever find out because he's with Jacksonville. And also, I think that's a dig at at Andrew Luck, too, because Andrew Luck was a much better prospect. I honestly think he was a better prospect than Peyton Manning coming out. Obviously, didn't end up being as prolific as Peyton Manning, but I think, honestly, that Andrew Luck was a better quarterback coming out of college than what Peyton was. Clearly was the better quarterback the first couple years of his career than what Peyton Manning was, but obviously we know what Manning's tenure was. Yeah, and he did he did more with less, you know. Yeah, Andrew definitely did with basically a skeleton of a roster. You know, I'm still I still am baffled that he was able to take him to the AFC Championship. I I still can't believe that he was able to to basically, you know, that team would have won. They wouldn't even have won eight games honestly that year. So oh, no. yeah, it, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. But it really is. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this one, Colts Nation. Let us know what your thoughts are on uh, this game and what you guys are feeling going into it. Thank you all again so much for the continued support. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.